Hello, everyone. This is Chaplain Tricia, and I am glad to be able to share with you worship for the third Sunday after Pentecost. This is a time in our church year we pastors laughingly refer to it as the long green season because the altar hangings are now green. Um, and this is a time of our church year when we are to continue um, working on our growth in being a follower of Jesus Christ and living out our faith every day. And today we're, we're going to talk about the, the walk that we are called to walk with Jesus. So we're going to start with a hymn that talks about um, walking with our Lord. It is the hymn, Just a Closer Walk with Thee, and is on page two in your worship bulletin. So the way we sing this song is we start with the refrain, we sing verse one, go back to the refrain, Verse 2, refrain. Verse 3, refrain. So here we go. Thank you. 
continue with the greeting at the top of page three, followed by the responsive reading and the prayer of the day. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all, and also with you. You are the treasured people of the Lord, a people holy to the Lord our God. Keep the words of the Lord in your heart, teach them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. The Lord be with you and also with you. We pray together, Sovereign God, ruler of all hearts, you call us to obey you, and you favor us with true freedom. Keep us faithful to the ways of your Son, that leaving behind all that hinders us, we may steadfastly follow your paths through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our reading this day comes from the book of Galatians, as Paul is explaining to the Galatians um, exactly what does it mean um, to be a Christian. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become slaves to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Live by the Spirit, I say, and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For what the flesh desires is opposed to the Spirit, and what the Spirit desires is opposed to the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to prevent you from doing what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now, the works of the flesh are obvious. Fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. I am warning you as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. 
And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we prepare to hear our gospel, let us join in singing the gospel acclamation on page five. It is verse one of, I love to tell the story. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way, they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him, but those in the village did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. When his disciples, James and John, saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Then they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another, Jesus said, Follow me. But the man said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
Well, you might think Jesus would be glad people were willing to join his ministry. You know, there were a couple people in the gospel who said, I'll, I'll go with you, I'll follow you. And instead of Jesus saying, welcome to the team, or it's great to have someone else join, Jesus answered by saying, I have no place to lay my head. And he demands that if the two who offered to follow him want to go with him, they better not go back and say goodbye, but go with him now without delay. Well, the, the other would-be disciples on that road and, and those 12 who were already following Jesus might have wondered, well, now what have we gotten ourselves into? Because up until now, Jesus seemed to be full of compassion and freely welcomed those who came to belief in God and wanted to tell others. And the only time they had really seen Jesus sort of out of sorts was towards the scribes and Pharisees. But now, his words were directed to them. Was their teacher breaking under the stress of doing so much preaching? Or was this man really just a man, after all, who had reached the limits of what a human being could bear? As people on this side of the cross, we know the answer. It was not an emotional mood swing that prompted Jesus' words that day. Remember where he was headed, how Luke begins this passage. Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem. This was the beginning of Jesus' pilgrimage to face the final lesson that he was to teach, to perform the final act of healing, to preach the final sermon that no words could describe. Jesus is on the way to Jerusalem and his own death. And when Jesus takes those first steps on the road, the activities that once held great importance now become of little importance. The message Jesus was clearly stating was that discipleship involves making choices. We reach points in our lives as individuals, and we might need to take action based not on everyday normal patterns of life, but we must for a time base the decisions and live for a while without a home or secure life. The Christian church's history is filled with those who made the choice to participate in the life of sacrifice of Christian discipleship. One such person was Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was a German-born scholar of theology who studied endlessly and had a brilliant career in front of him at the University of Berlin in 1931. But the rise of the Nazi regime came, a movement that began to extinguish the Jewish race, 
a movement that went against every principle of the Christian church. So Bonhoeffer made a decision. He moved to London to pastor two small churches to be close to the center of the Protestant resistance to the Nazis. He was appointed to head a new seminary of the Confessing Church, which was the main organization to protest Hitler's regime. In 1939, Bonhoeffer faced a choice that ultimately changed the course of his life. He had a chance to seek refuge in the United States, to return to a life that was secure and safe. But instead, Bonhoeffer returned to Germany, where in 1943, he was arrested for being part of the conspiracy to assassinate Hitler. While in prison, Bonhoeffer ministered to the prisoners and wrote letters to friends and family, bearing witness to his commitment to the faith of Jesus Christ. Bonhoeffer was put to death on April 9th, 1945. His last words were, this is the end, for me, the beginning of life. Now, probably none of us will be called upon to be imprisoned and put to death for following our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But we have to understand as followers of Christ that sometimes there will be moments when we need to follow our Lord and go places where the routines of daily life will suddenly become insignificant. And those are the moments when we will grow deeper in our relationship with God. And those are also the moments where we might wonder, where is this journey leading? Where is it that we as individuals are being led? How does God want us to use our skills and gifts? And what are we in for? None of us can know the particular details. What we do know is that our call is to a life of servants, service, obedience, and loving, and learning, and proclaiming, and indeed, sometimes making sacrifices for the glory of the kingdom of God. Martin Luther wrote about discipleship and, and wrote it as if Jesus was talking to us. Discipleship is not limited to what you can comprehend. Plunge into the deep waters beyond your own comprehension, and I will help you to comprehend. Bewilderment is the true comprehension. Not to know where you are going is the true knowledge. My comprehension transcends yours. And so Abraham went forth from his father, not knowing where he went. 
He trusted himself to my knowledge and cared not for his own. Thus he took the right road and came to his journey's end. Behold, that is the way of the cross. You cannot find it in yourself, so you must let me lead you as though you were a blind person. Wherefore, it is not you, no living creature, but I myself, who instruct you by word and spirit in the way you should go. I call you, and in that, you must be my disciple. Amen. Indeed, our Lord calls us to follow, sometime on paths unknown, and we can always say, yes, Lord, I will follow because we can trust that our Lord, our Savior, our Master um, will lead us to, indeed, places where we can serve and help to build up the kingdom of God. We sing of that now in our hymn of the day on page seven, O Master, Let Me Walk with you.
continue now with the response to the word on page eight in the bulletin. In Christ, you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. We believe in him and are marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. Living together in trust and hope, we confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Build yourselves up on your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Look forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. Behold, everything has become new. God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, let us be reconciled to God and to one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone. Uphold us by your Spirit so that we may live and serve you in newness of life to the honor and glory of your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Sisters and brothers, rejoice. Mend your ways, encourage one another, agree with one another, live in peace. The peace of the Lord be with you always and also with you. Let us join our hearts together now in the prayers of the people on page 10. At the end of each prayer, I will say, God of grace, if you would please respond with the words in the bold print, hear our prayer. United in Christ and guided by the Spirit, we pray for the church, the creation, and all in need. God of faithfulness, rooted in your self-giving love, may the church find freedom in loving our neighbors. God of grace, hear our prayer. God of gentleness, strengthen the earth's ability to heal. Protect homes, habitats, and livelihoods threatened by climate disasters. God of grace, hear our prayer. 
God of peace, guide all who govern that they place the good of their citizens above self-promotion. Anoint leaders of nations with your spirit of neighborly love. God of grace, hear our prayer. God of kindness, reveal your healing presence to all who are sick or dying, especially all who we name before you now in our hearts. Uphold those who grieve. Support the needs of any who are unemployed, hungry, or have nowhere to lay their heads. God of grace, hear our prayer. God of joy, we give thanks for all who have died and now celebrate the inheritance of life in you. Keep their examples of faithfulness always before us, that we trust your promises in life and in death. God of grace, hear our prayer. God of every time and place, in Jesus' name and filled with your Holy Spirit, we entrust these spoken prayers and those in our hearts into your holy keeping. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The God of peace, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless you, comfort you, and show you the path of life this day and always. Amen. And we go forth to continue our earthly pilgrimage following our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm grateful that indeed he leads us every day, even though we may not always know where he is leading, we can trust that he will lead us to the place where God can best use our love and our hope for others. We sing now, He Leadeth Me. It is on the last page of your worship bulletin.
Love your neighbor. Thanks be to God. And thank you for joining me for this time of worship. May you have a pleasant rest of this day and a blessed week ahead.